Welcome to The Everyday Salon, a podcast about the everyday challenges, triumphs, and best practices of growing a successful salon business. And speaking of challenges, your host Brandon Hensley and his wife Janet have seen their fair share as they own and operate the multi-location tangerine salons in Dallas, Texas. Be sure to subscribe as each episode explores topics designed to inspire creativity and educate on best practices for a thriving business. We are excited that you've joined us, so let's get started with today's podcast. Take it away, Brandon. Welcome to this special edition of the podcast because we are going to be talking about to color kit or not to color kit. And are we going to stay open or is the governor going to close us again? And so we're going to jump into those. I've got two guests. I have Shay Kelly, who is our marketing person here at Tangerine Salon. And then I have Lauren Radinchich, who is our general manager, uh, who have you've heard before. And we are going to be talking color kits because these two definitely fulfilled all of our color kits whenever we were closed during the uh, the quarantine. And so color kits, if you're not aware what those are, that's where we uh, put, well, Lauren, you explain it real quick. So just before the shutdown, color kits became a conversation because it was a way to continue revenue without actually having to perform services on guests since retail could still continue. So color kits are a Veda color that you take home and you apply to your own head. So controversial. A little bit controversial because, (laughs) uh, and the funny thing was, um, I have been throwing a fit for quite a while now because my horrible landlords at Waters Creek in Allen, Texas, and if you're listening to this, yes, I'm talking to you, (laughs) landlords. They literally opened a Madison Reed next door to us when they had so many choices to one, not open a Madison Reed at all. Right. But then also to not put them right directly next to us. No, and I think it's the fifth salon concept that they've added to that same shopping center. Yes, and unfortunately, that is one of the, the, the centers that we do not have, um, you know, some exclusion. I, I've got a little bit of a, some exclusivity rights, mm-hmm. but when it came to Madison Reed, I did not have any exclusivity right. rights because of the way they categorize themselves. So... With that being said, there's a Madison Reed. Yeah. And so I pitched a massive fit probably two months before the pandemic and would have said, take home color. That's the worst thing on the planet. And then here I am doing it. Yeah. So everything changed. But when that shutdown was happening, I mean, I think people were either writing on our Facebook or somebody said, I'm going to have to go to Madison Reed. And you were like, all right, we're doing the color kits. That's exactly what happened. Yes. (laughs) So we started, um, we had to really figure out how we were going to do it and do it right because we didn't want to not charge what Aveda is worth. Um, So figuring out how much product we were going to do, instructions for it, how we were going to figure out the formula. So some of our biggest rules from the very beginning was we were only going to offer this to tangerine guests with proven color formulas. Right. So we did not sell any color kits to any client that had never been a a client. Right. 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 So they had to have been into tangerine, honestly been into tangerine in the last six months so that we knew at least that their color formula would have still worked with what was on their hair. Um, And then used a formula that we had used on them before. And it all worked out really well. It really did. I was so terrified. I mean, we were so scared that we had every person that purchased a kit sign a waiver, even if it was their second kit they were purchasing, re-sign that waiver just to make sure that all of our bases were covered. Um, But it worked out. I mean, other than just the organization of getting them all completed, 
the process as a whole was a success. Okay, so let's backtrack a little bit and, and get the, the mindset behind it because now uh, California just got shut down again. Yes. And um, there's rumors that Texas is going to shut down. I don't think it's going to happen. I think I think our governor's a little too yeah. red mm-hmm. to do it, but um, you never know. And so I was amazed that he did it in the first place. But anyway, let's backtrack. Okay. So in March, mm-hmm. we were immediately told we had to close, just yes. like you're closed. So it was honestly, we were, we knew regulations were coming. We didn't know what they were going to be, whether it was least amount of people in the building as possible, least amount of services. We just didn't know. So we started game planning almost in early March. Well, what week was that, Shay? It's like spring break. It ha- yeah, it had to have been like about two weeks before we shut down. We decided that we needed to come up with some kind of solution Yes. Um, to implement whenever, if we were going to be shut down at any point. Yeah. So we started it researching containers, um, which Uline is such a great resource. We are so lucky that Uline ships directly out of Coppell, like half a block from our Yeah, they're office. literally uh, <laughs> half a block from here. I can probably see them out the window. Yeah. So anything we purchase from there, we can go pick up. Oh, wait, we like, picked up same day. Yeah. Within the hour even. So that we were really lucky to be able to not only have the product in our hands immediately, not have to worry about shipping cost and turnaround and all that as well. Um, so we we found what are they eight ounce containers or 12 ounce the 12 ounce yeah 12 so ounce. like a 12 ounce container that they could actually mix the color in um, and then we wanted to separate the developer from the tone to help with oxidation um, and then they could mix it up right when they needed to apply onto their hair so we had to figure out a few container things we gave everybody a brush of their own which are 89 cents at sally's for the little <laughs> one ounce salon care brushes um, we included gloves a little bit of color conserve shampoo so they weren't rinsing out their brand new color with whatever they're using in their shower that's not a veda um, yeah and instructions for that kit as well and shay you did all of the research to find the um like the little containers and stuff, right? Yes, yes. And, it, you, and you found it all at Uline? Yep, everything was at Uline. Um, it's actually a deli container. So like what would hold like soup from a del- <laughs> like at a, a food restaurant. Um, so yeah, it was just a 12 ounce deli container and then the little two ounce like um, portion control yeah, like ram- the they look like They look like the cups that a jello shot would be served out of. Exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the fact that you know what a yeah. jello shot is is... Because you're a little too old for that now. I'm way too old for Jello shots now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I'm making actual Jello without the fun part. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no. So we had to do some math. Forty grams of developer will actually fit into a two ounce portion cup. So just mind blowing. It is. We were like not <laughs> thinking it was going to work, but the volume works. So we were able to come up with the fewest amount of products we had to have, but the most organized way for the guests to be able to mix this on their own. And then you also found uh, some bags. Yes, I, everything came from Uline. So it's just a generic craft paper bag, but it looks, you know, polished and put together being in, you know, a uniform bag. Yeah, um, and my friend, uh, Chris Murphy, um, in fact, I texted him right before uh, we got on here because I wanted him to jump on a call, but he was about to do a um, uh, a Zoom with the Veda Institute. And, uh, but I noticed he used much fancier bags than us. <laughs> and so uh, my hat's off to Chris for going the extra mile there. So our, our craft paper bags still looked pretty good. Yeah. yeah. You know, we just didn't, I, I think he has had his logo and stuff. So oh, we need yeah. time for that. Next, next pandemic. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Next pandemic. So <laughs> Chris, uh, Chris did a really good job with that as well. And I think they basically kind of did the same thing mm-hmm. and we'll, um, we'll ask him 
uh, soon and, and get that information to everybody as well if, if there's a better idea. But that's one of the reasons we wanted to um, talk about this because uh, people are, if they're getting shut down again, mm-hmm. should they color kit or should they not color kit? Now, uh, I think you should color kit. Yeah, I think it was a way to keep our guests using our product because they were going to go somewhere. Um, the next shutdown is going to be so different than the first one, should it happen, because people are back at work. And so their vanity is more important than the first time where nobody was leaving their house. You know, now people are having to leave their house more and more often. So I would think they would not only be more popular, but people would be more likely to seek out other options if they didn't have this option with their home salon. So we've got, um, so Uline was all of the containers, yes. the bags, but mm-hmm. you mentioned Sally's had the brushes. Yeah. So at first we had to run to like five different Sally's and buy what they had because their shipping is so delayed. And Sally's.com, if you are listening, you're based out of Denton, so maybe you listen, <laughs> but they really have the worst website, but they're a really great resource for affordable salon products. So they, if they could improve upon that, I'd, I'd really appreciate it. So it was the, so Uline and Sally's mm-hmm. and basically. It, that was it. And the entire kit. Mm-hmm. Innovative. So, yeah. So the gloves we had already had in building, and that was kind of a way to start using some of the resources we already had on hand. Okay. So uh, let's just recap here. Mm-hmm. So you had a couple of plastic containers yep. that had the color. Yep. Developer. And we can put um, links to all these things as well in the show notes and kind of put together a little bit about what our, where our color kits came from. Yeah. So if you know me, I've owned salons for, um, well, Aveda salons for 15 years and salons before that, but I know nothing about the business. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as <laughs> the technicality yep. of how to color hair, my wife's the hairdresser, I'm not. Um, and so, so there was, I, I just said developer, is that correct? Correct. Okay. There you go. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. So, Okay. Um, then the brush from Sally's. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the, the gl- and then just gloves. the gloves. Mm-hmm. And then you uh, included some shampoo. I yep. think we did a two ounce portion of color conserve shampoo. And then it's important to note too, we were only making 20 gram applications. So we didn't want to do, you know, an average color application that's about 40 grams. And we wanted this to be simple gray coverage. So where they were going to see it, perimeter and part line, gray coverage, and that's where they were going to focus. And that's why these formulas needed to be proven. They weren't going to be applied all over their hair. Um, and we weren't, we, you know, very strict on these aren't transformation colors. This isn't to try something new. This is just to polish your look until we can get you back in this chair. Yeah, we okay. didn't do any kind of lightening, nothing. Yeah, yeah it was mm-hmm. only retouch. Yes. Gray coverage. Yes. Okay, so let's, uh, so that's, the product part of it. Now, the part that I was uh, involved with is um, I made the website where we could, they could. Yeah, the procurement of the guest. Yeah, the procurement <laughs> of it. And so <clears throat> what we did was, because obviously when we when we closed, we, we were utilizing uh, our social media, our mm-hmm. email. Um, I forgot how many emails we sent. We sent out so many emails. But, um, but we basically said, okay, we're going to be doing color kits. Mm-hmm. And then we really put down what it is and what it isn't. So funny enough, Brandon actually sent, so we had pulled before we closed, just get all of our client info, like all of it. So any guests that had come through that had an active email address, we pulled it from the system. I think it turned out to be 15,000 guest and so this is the email blast Brandon sent which kind of sent the color kits into a little bit of chaos it wasn't 15,000 it wasn't it was 60,000 yeah yes okay yeah and then maybe like what 15,000 people responded but it was Mm -hmm. insane at the beginning just requests from people that hadn't been in in years we didn't have recent formulas for 
also there wasn't a whole lot yeah like the stylist didn't even work here or right couldn't remember them because it had been five years yes so that was fun it really got overwhelming fast Mm -hmm. and so but we did we put um what it is and what it isn't and part of that what Shay just said was this this isn't lightning this isn't Mm -hmm. you know uh, any altering your color and uh, it was literally just for gray coverage and we even had uh somebody send a picture in of like where with a part, I think. Yes. And this, and I uh, put it in Photoshop, and I outlined it or highlighted it, mm-hmm. and said this covers this only. Yep. This is the area we're talking about. And if you're still interested, mm-hmm. then we shot them over, click this button, and it put them over on a uh, on to a form where they filled out a waiver. Uh, they, well, not yet though. Oh no! Oh, now, this mm, was so the there was a yeah. There oh. was a three. <laughs> three series because we really wanted to nail this down. Yeah. So that email sent them over to a form to mm-hmm. where they, f- they filled out their name and that way we could find them. Um, and we had a, you know, make sure their email and their phone number. So mm-hmm. somebody had, a, had the same name that we yeah. could determine who they were. So Shay and I are laughing right now because <laughs> yeah. the one detail Brandon did not include on the spreadsheet was what location they went to or what stylist they saw. Let yeah. me defend myself. Yeah. I added it. <laughs> I added it after, after uh, we figured fact. out so, that it was a bad idea not to put that. Yes. So that was fun to kind of sort through like, who is this person? Where do they go if we don't have their formula in the system? Right. So that was, so then after that, that put them on, on a wait list. Yep. And then you did something after that? So this wait list was about 3000 people long. Um, and the thing we didn't advertise at the beginning was the cost. Um, and whether that was an oversight or we did it on purpose. Um, once we started putting out there what the cost was going to be, what the actual, you know, application was, would your formula be approved? Um, we went, line item by line item, each guest and reached out to their stylist, got their formula approved, then sent purchase information to the guest directly from the wait list. Yeah. So that way you could determine if that was the yep. person. And um, now this was unprecedented for us. And mm-hmm. so I, I think that's why, and we did it really quick and yes. really fast. And um, yeah, I made several mistakes as far as getting information. Then we, I made, you know, when I'm saying me, it wasn't necessarily a mistake. We just didn't know until it happened. Yeah, I didn't really realize it. <laughs> it but was too late. Yeah, we, yeah. Didn't, we didn't really know if anybody would want to do this. So, so. I shouldn't have sent out 60,000 emails, no. number one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, lessons from this is really target your guests. So yeah. should, it, should we go back in time and be able to do this again? The first email should have only been sent to people that were going to miss their appointment. Yeah, and, and part of that reason was because we had just switched... Um, software systems in Mm -hmm. November. And so we had, I mean, that was at this time, that was less than six months. So we, we had taken from our old system, from the new system. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think Shay, you were the one sent or getting me the, uh, the email addresses. I think I was just getting these, you know, these spreadsheets with email addresses where I loaded them into our, um, my fancy email program. Cause I don't like the way that any of the, the softwares our our software is the Nodi. Their email looks like, you know, it's not yeah. what I like. So I actually I actually extract the emails. I put them into MailChimp, which makes a, a, a pretty email. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so that's what happened there. And so I didn't really realize how many email addresses we were doing, what they were, who they were, mm-hmm. where they're from. I w- we were just hurrying up. Yeah. So that's a lesson learned. Yeah, lesson is that learned. Target, target, target. And no, don't. And I think, honestly, I was probably saying panicking a little bit saying I want as many of these as possible mm-hmm. probably so that was probably subliminally 
I want to sell 60,000 of fine. these. Again, everything's a learning experience. Cool. In the next pandemic, we're going to do great yeah. at this. Definitely. Going back to using a third-party email system, when we used that, it actually uh, curated a spreadsheet for us that we were able to work off of. So if we had done that through our booking system of Zenodi, we wouldn't have had that spreadsheet to work off of. So, you know, in hindsight, that was the best choice to use it through Squarespace. Mm -hmm. And so what we did was after we had this waiting list, this list of names of people that were interested, we had to go and cross-reference that they had been in in the past six months. Once we had confirmed they had been in, we reached out to the service provider and said, this is the formula in the system. Is this correct? They would say yes or no. If the formula wasn't in the system, which was very common, they would send us the formula. We'd get it all in that spreadsheet and we'd work off that spreadsheet. So it was a really easy way to keep up with who had come in, who hadn't, who had changed their pickup date or their formula or their stylist. And it was just a way that me, Shay, Brandon, Janet, everybody could kind of communicate together and stay organized. And that was all through Gmail. Yeah. And we also chose to email those who the, their stylist said that they didn't qualify for mm-hmm. the take home kit. We like reached out to them and let them know, you know, this isn't right for you. And we're right. so sorry, but we can't do this at this time. And mm-hmm. tell me why they wouldn't qualify. Um, if the they hadn't been in yeah. for a while, um, if their color was a complicated color, um, if the stylist knew that they had just recently done highlights and if they'd put the, the retouch over, it would have messed up those highlights. Gotcha. So. Okay. Yeah, we had all sorts of things. We even had like a fashion color guest that comes in and gets a bleach retouch that almost demanded we make something for her. There we were like, so there's many nothing bleach retouches. we can do. Yeah. yeah. And we were just way too, too scared of high lift color at home, so... Yeah, and, and ultimately, we didn't know when we would come back or anything. So, uh, I mean, we had to be a little, even though I was, uh, I think I only panicked one time during the thing, and I think I texted you. I yeah. said, Lauren, we've got to sell as many of these we yeah. possibly can. <laughs> because we were using these funds, you know, mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that our health insurance, our, our health insurance was probably the biggest thing. Because mm-hmm. we were very fortunate, you know, we, we furloughed people. Yep. And so the state and, and federal government was, was taking care of them, which was positive. But... That doesn't cover their health insurance. No, you know? and we didn't want to lose that coverage during this time. No, absolutely not. So I was, you know, de- I, I mean, I was determined there was going to be zero chance that I was going to let anybody's health insurance, you know, lapse or anything like that. And so, but but this was one of those things that, you know, whenever you have a huge operation and revenue just stops, mm-hmm. it's a scary feeling. I'll be mm-hmm. honest with you, because the machine rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, the American and, Express bill still came in. Yeah, that. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I'll be uh, I'll I'll be totally candid. The American Express bill after we closed that that came in um, was one hundred ninety thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and so that freaked me out. I think that when I got that bill, it's when I said, "Lauren, let's sell." Ten p.m. on like a Tuesday. I'm I said like, right. we have to sell as many of these as possible because yeah, because I didn't know when we would ever open back up again. And I said, no. and in that American Express bill, of course, all of our inventories and color. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I mean, it's okay now. Sure, but but still, at that time, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I've got so much." In- I mean, it's all sitting there on the shelves. Yep. So anyway. Um, but let's, let's, so let's recap the entire operation here. Cause that's why people are, are listening to this probably is, <laughs> is if they want to do it kind of a, a blueprint. Yep. So first and foremost, you get your supplies. We got yes. them at Uline mm-hmm. and Sally's. Yes. And there's, you have to buy specific amounts to make them the most affordable. So the other thing that we were keeping in mind was our cost per kit. Um, in, in all aspects, how much the product was going to cost us, the Uline materials, the, not really the labor that went into it, but. And what was that cost? 
I think it all came out to about seven fifty yeah, a kit. I think so. Salon cost. I believe so. Yes. Yes. And, and that we, includes bags. That includes mm-hmm. the, the plastic containers. That includes a color. That yep. includes a color and serve the brush. Mm-hmm. All of that good stuff. Yes. Okay. Everything. Now gloves the, down yeah. to everything. And so one mistake I made. I said we used Mailchimp, but you 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 are right. We actually used Squarespace. Yes. Yes. Email because we had recently switched over to um, a Squarespace email from our Mailchimp, and so. All of that was, so that didn't really have a cost to us because mm-hmm. it's included in our in our Squarespace thing. Um, now, processing, uh, they take uh, two point, it's Stripe, so they take 2.7%, I think, for online sales. And so, um, so we sold them for... $50. $50, and mm-hmm. we added sales tax. Yeah, you have to as a retail product. Yeah, so we added sales tax. So uh, the total was 54 like 12, mm-hmm. or if I remember correctly. Um, so $54 and 12 cents. And then, um, so then you have to take off. So you owe the state that $4 and 12 cents. Mm-hmm. Then you have a 2.75 or 2.7% uh, credit card charge that Stripe is going to take. So you have to put that into your equation as well. Mm-hmm. Then, um, then as far as, it was just really labor. And so most of it was... Um, Janet. Yeah, my wife mm-hmm. um, was doing the, the formulation. Lauren was, and you would be at the salons mm-hmm. with her and um, coordinate. Yeah, Shay was kind of the at-home digital person, so she would help me stay up to date on the spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. She'd make sure the formulas were correct. She'd reach out to the stylist as the new names came through on the waiting list. Um, and then I would be the one in salon kind of taking that. We had, we had the silliest setup. And, like, looking back, it was just the safest setup. But we would literally put them in a bag with their name on it, go drop it at a table, text them it's time to pick up so that it was at so... At a table outside. At a table outside, yes. yeah. So low contact. contact. We'd, like, lock the door behind us to make sure nobody came in. I mean, it was. And no I remember a lady contact. came in to um, Frisco at one point, mm-hmm. and I freaked out. Yes, I was like, "Why? Why are you in here? <laughs> Get out!" <laughs> yes, yeah. and then we'd stay twenty feet apart from each other. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so that would look a little different going forward if you decide that you're going to start offering this. Um, everything we did was digital as well. We communicated over email. They would text when they arrived at the salon. They paid over the internet. So we never had to do anything with them once they got into the building other than drop off their product. Yeah, so it was a truly non-touch yes. transaction, mm-hmm. everything. So it, it is, it's, if you are worried about that, it is a, you can do it completely safe where you're not um, in contact with anybody if anybody is worried about that still. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I, we're... Yeah, so we don't really care now. We're still actually offering the service now that we're open, um, and I give them the option if they're still. And this is repeat people that you know. Originally, when we shut down, they had gotten their color kits, and that's how they're continuing their services because they don't feel safe coming into the salon, or maybe don't feel comfortable wearing the mask when they're in the building. So we are still offering this to um, people that qualify. They can come in and pick up and pay at that point in time, or we can do it all online and and leave it outside the door for them to pick up if that's more comfortable. Okay, so. So at the end of the day, if we if we get shut down again, mm-hmm. the way that we're going to do it now, that I think that we know, because we, we definitely have the customer drill down. Mm-hmm. So we'll do an email. Yep. Send them to a waiver. Yeah. They complete the waiver. Mm-hmm. That takes them to the sales page mm-hmm. where they put in their credit card and pay. Mm-hmm. That automatically generates a notification to us. Um, and then you'll have the spreadsheet uh, to where you'll have their color everything ready to go. Yeah. Contact information. We'll contact them on the day of their pickup. Yeah. 
and they'll just come and pick it up. So the other um, thing we were doing at the beginning, which towards the end we kind of evolved, was we used a program called Calendly, which is how I set up my interviews, and it is a um, calendar notification where you can send your link to your Gmail calendar to um, a job applicant, but in this case it was people picking up color kits, and they could pick a time to come in and pick up. So I had a different calendar for each location we were doing pickups. The only days that were active were the days we were going to be there, and they could sign up for the time. That way we could mix the color kit as close to their pickup time as possible. And we really told them that you should apply the kit within an hour of it being mixed for you. Um, We did find, though, we had success stories of people that put them on the next day, five or six hours later. I mean, there were people coming in like, I waited a week and it looked fine. Well, good for you. But that's <laughs> not the what, waiver. Yeah, not what we're advertising. So people are going to break the rules, but we try to, uh, you know, make it as transparent as possible. Please put this on as soon as possible because the color is going to start processing in the container. Through Calendly, is that how they were able to pick or pick the location they wanted to yes. pick up? Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So um, once we figured out our spreadsheet and they told us what location <laughs> they wanted, I would just send the Calendly to the location they had okay. selected. Um, but towards the end, when we were only doing it for a couple hours, a couple days a week, I would just send them all and just say whatever day works for you and, and come pick it up from that location. Okay. Okay. So if anybody is interested in uh, learning from our mistakes and, and trying to do it correctly, um, then we will put all of this information in the show notes. Yes. So we'll put a link to, and Shay, can we put a link to the actual product we use oh, for yeah, Uline? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've, I have them all pulled, so. Okay, so links to Uline and to Sally's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll put a link to Calendly if somebody yes. wants to use Calendly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if now, now the problem is, depending on uh, the way you have your website, that could be the, uh, a problem for you. Um, and so I, I think that you can probably... I think a really easy solution would be Square. It's so easy to set up a Square account, and you can invoice digitally through text yeah. and over then email. They, yeah, and then, then they can just pay through there. So mm-hmm. we'll put a uh, – so that's uh, squareup.com. Mm-hmm. And that um, and if you're not familiar with Square, it is a online payment processor. Um, actually, the founder of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, that is his company as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so very reliable. So we'll we'll put links to all of this, and if you have any questions, just uh, shoot us an email um, or go on our Facebook page or however you want, or Instagram, either way, um, at Tangerine Salons is the Instagram, or you can find us on Facebook. Yeah, we love answering questions, too. So if we left anything out or if there was anything we didn't mention, just ask. Yeah, but I'll be honest with you. It was, it was a fiasco at, the, at first, but I feel like we really got it, got it got it well at the end mm-hmm. i mean it was uh, enjoyable it took up our time even janet says it doesn't feel like we were closed for that long because we really were interacting still with guests and offering services mm-hmm. the way that we could so yeah all right anything else i don't believe so is that it all right well like i said get get all of the links and everything uh in in the show notes below and then we will see you next time we are so happy that you joined us for this episode Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Check out the show notes, links, and more at TheEverydaySalon.com. We can't wait to chat with you again next time on The Everyday Salon.